a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave X Media. Contend Capable acknowledges the indigenous people on the land on which we record this podcast, the Tarongarong people. We offer our respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Sovereignty was never ceded. Welcome to Content Capable, the podcast where if you delay your haircut by enough time, you will start looking like a woolly mammoth that your mother called you three weeks ago. Uh, I'm Sam, I'm your host, I am currently looking like a woolly mammoth. Uh, the amount of product I'm putting into my hair nowadays um, is slightly concerning. Uh, just the volume of hair and it's completely uncontrollable. Um, <laughs> uh Looking a little bit more dapper than I am uh, is my guest today, uh, Zach from Belated Binge. Welcome back, Zach. Hi. It's the hat. It's the hat. It covers everything. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it, it makes everything look professional. It's, it tucks it all away. Um, exactly. And you don't use video, right? This is audio only? Only audio. Perfect. Which um, <laughs> is probably the greatest decision I've made so far. Uh, <laughs> if I made it a video podcast... I don't know. I I have friends who work in broadcast journalism and like we always turn around and like I'd like to get into broadcast journalism back into that at some point. But we always turn around and go, they are just so obsessed with their image, which understandably they're on TV every day. (laughs) But like I just, I don't know whether I could be that obsessed with like making sure I look good and sound good. Um when I can just ride away and it be perfect. I get it. I get it. I, I've gone back and forth on my podcast, whether video is on or off. I did it at the start, found that it was a whole lot of work, and I hated editing video so much, just so, so much, that I stopped because um, my wife also kicked me down to the basement, and so my aesthetic was slightly different as well. Uh, and so I just turned the camera off, uh, but here recently, I've actually started to see a little bit of listenership happening on YouTube, and so mm. I've turned the camera back on, and and now we're we're doing that. Now that I've set myself up with a a little, I'm still stuck in the dungeon, but I've carved out a little corner of it. Uh, I actually just reconfigured it for you. Uh, to be honest, this is this is a whole new setup, and uh, I did it just for you, Sam. I'm probably gonna move it all back. After we're done here, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is fascinating the iterations. I'm at the point now where I've been recording with this microphone for long enough that I'm considering moving on to probably a higher quality one, um, and to do that requires me to actually think, <laughs> which I haven't gotten around to doing. So, um. This one has worked very well. For for those who don't know, I've been recording on the same microphone for the whole time. I haven't changed my setup once. Uh, the only minor setup, which we were bemoaning before we started recording, uh, is that um, I'm now using AirPods in my ears. 
um, and they are not working all the time. Um, but that is just an AirPods thing sometimes. It is. It is. I've been on the same microphone since I started the podcast. I actually got this microphone, uh, what was it? Probably, wow, probably like four years ago now, um, maybe five years ago, to when I was recording music uh, at home. And so ah. when I decided to do a podcast, I was like, well, this will be easy. Like th- this part of the setup, not doing a podcast is easy, but the having a, having a decent microphone that doesn't make me sound like I'm shouting into the end of a tin can on a string. That part I at least had figured out. It was the only thing I had figured out when I started, but it was the one thing that I had figured out for the podcast. Look, it's, it's half the battle. And as, as every podcaster will always say, the audio quality, um, once you start making improvements in audio quality, you start realizing how important it is um, bit by bit. Um, but um, it kind of, what what you were mentioning just there kind of speaks to what we're chatting about um, today, which is having like a, co- a collection of interests that don't necessarily um, have a, a common theme. <laughs> um, and you mentioned music there as well. Did you want to explain what you were doing music wise back then? Oh, I could. Um, yeah. So music is one of the v- many things that I have, I guess what you might call completely polar opposite interests in, um, creatively mm-hmm. specifically. I, <laughs> I started music, um, as a wannabe rapper in college back when I was 18 years old. Um, and then in my early twenties, I started playing in an acoustic country band and writing country songs. And when I say rapping and doing country, I don't mean the, the, the blend between the two, like the country rap Mm. hip hop stuff. Like, no, I'm, I was literally polar opposite ends of the spectrum sonically, uh, in music and that kind of is what I find myself in life. And that's, what's made content creation. So, uh, I think such an odd, um, venture to take on for somebody like me. Uh, when you talk, when you think about the concept that they always preach to you, I'm sure that you have heard this in your, your background in radio and being in, journalism and whatnot like there's a there's a significant portion of that that is recognizing who your audience is and yeah 100 (laughs) percent. and when they when you start you know the what the the conventional wisdom if you will the or unconventional i guess when you're talking about content creation because it's very unconventional career path is to find your niche Right. Like how many times have you heard that? How many times have somebody said to you, find your niche? Like you have to niche yeah. down. If you try to appeal to everybody, you will appeal to no one. You have to find your special little target audience and do everything tailored to them. Uh, and when you're me, somebody that has such like varying interests that contradict one another so much, that's a really difficult concept. <laughs> yes. It is. It is just. It. I'm bad at like choosing a focus. 
Um, if anyone's been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you'd know that. Um, uh, and part of the reason why this podcast exists is because of that. But, like, at the same time, you know, it's so important for success to kind of know what people are expecting out of you and to kind of go, yep, we're going to run with that. But, like, I, I don't know. It's It's just... Yeah, for some people, and I think especially for people like you and I, who do have a lot of very, very varied interests, it is just so hard to narrow it down to go, I'm just going to focus on that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like, how do I make something that is both fulfilling for me and compelling enough for me to not get burnt out on one thing or whatever, mm. while also serving an audience that can potentially discover and grow with you. Cause that's one of the things that I always think about, like with my podcast, for instance, I it's called belated binge. The concept is I was super late to come around on all of these series, whether they be book or TV that I now find to be some of like my favorite forms of entertainment. And I almost missed them because yeah. I was so late and so it was always intended to be that, to give me a little bit of latitude, but they're the shows or books that I'm covering right now couldn't be more different from each other and have more yeah. different audiences that are there. And so every, I, I know it happened um, when I first expanded because I started, I started just talking about Harry Potter at first to kind of see if I could even do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harry Potter is one of those things where, I I always kind of joke on the podcast that I am almost the exact same age as Harry in the movie canon, and I got made fun of growing up for how much I looked like him, yet yeah. I didn't read the books till I was in my mid-20s. But, wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that was my first venture into the podcasting sphere, and... Um, but I always I said from the beginning, like, this is not a Harry Potter podcast. There are a hundred of those. If you want a Harry Potter podcast, I can recommend some to you. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is a, this is a series binge podcast of some of my favorite series. And the next ones that I launched were Sons of Anarchy, which tell me how many I've discovered a few, um, but let's let's just say the crossover isn't expected to be particularly high between those two <laughs> target audiences um i've done i i've covered like season one of the office so far which is another yeah. just like breed of people that are obsessed with the office and then coming together like i know when i first started to branch out i lost harry potter listeners yeah because yeah. they were just because i didn't solely focus on just that niche you know what i mean like i've kind of made like i've made the up listenership a bit Mm. like through the other series you know what i mean but i like i had to lose some and then kind of fill that back up to try to get to some semblance of growth which is what we're all trying to do as content creators right like we're not trying to shout into the void uh, but it was an interesting concept. So when you reached out to say like, yeah. hey, do you want to come back on? Do you have a topic in mind? I was like, you know what? I've been thinking about this a lot, a lot <laughs> lately. So sure. Yeah. <laughs> it is a, a fascinating part. Like, as you said, as content creators, 
theoretically, our goal is to just like keep heading in the same direction, make sure that, you know, we aren't um, messing anything up and make sure that we're doing, you know, the exact same thing. And it does bring theoretical great success. You know, you look at, um, you know, other very successful podcasts who have very good niches. Mm -hmm. Everything from like, uh, you know, it sounds like a cult through to, you know, my cabbages, you know, they've all got a, a very clear direction and like, you know, this is what our corner is going to be. And they find the variety in that. But then there's people like you and I who just can't quite decide on like that this, this is going to be my corner. Like my... Yeah, it is. And and it kind of then spills out into all the rest of your interests as well. You know, besides, you know, creating podcasts and stuff, you're also um, a, a, a bit of a varied sports fan as well. <laughs> I am. I am. I am an absolute NBA nerd. Um, I am just so probably annoying to my other NBA friends because I will talk their ear off about the salary cap and and trade restrictions and rules and all of this. You're probably falling asleep already just at me saying some of these words. Like, I, I'll go down that rabbit hole and then I'll go jump on my Harley and I'll go yeah. ride down to the local dealership in my leather jacket and then throw a <laughs> a hat on like this one that has like an NBA logo on it and um mm. I'll wear like Air Jordans because I I'm like a closet not really a closet sneakerhead I'm a low key sneakerhead uh and then I'll go get geeked up about dirt bike racing and then I'll go like it it is just it is and I think that I don't think that I'm special by any stretch of the imagination like I think maybe a little bit unique, but I think what's, uh, what I f find a little bit, not, <laughs> not frustrating, not, uh, not even fascinating necessarily, but where the unique challenge kind of is, is a lot of my interests tend to be what makes up personalities. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you meet someone that is a real Potterhead, right? Like they yeah. are, what whatever the kids are going to say 10 toes deep in in it like cosplaying mm -hmm. and going to conventions and all of that kind of stuff when you meet somebody who fancies themselves a, a quote-unquote biker you know like that is who they are they're you know they are always kind of that image that thing it kind of takes over their personality uh same with you know sneakerheads are usually all into that with fashion and, and stuff like that. And people who yeah. are really into um, sports are like really into sports. And then like I cross these weird lines of fandom and interest and stuff that I, I look like I'm either like the worst dressed cosplayer for Halloween every time I step out of the house or I look yeah. like a completely different person if you see me day to day, depending on whatever it is I'm doing today. It's like, <laughs> are you going to a biker rally or are you going to go like to a pickup game? Who are you? <laughs> yes. Who are you? You do not look like a, a, a normal <laughs> fan of anything. 
Um, and are you even a real person? Because it, you know, it does. That's one of the things that I also, uh, that I also struggle with, I think is trying to make sure that whatever audience is out there that I might be reaching for the first time or, or speaking to that, like, I don't want to come off as disingenuous to whatever like lane of interest that I have. Yeah. Cause I do feel like I go pretty, pretty deep in like all of those directions. But if I, I'm almost hesitant to mention the other ones because then they're going to be like, yeah. wait, what? Like going to a bike night and passing out stickers for a Harry Potter podcast. Like that doesn't seem like real great marketing strategy. <laughs> it's reminding me of like a lot of times when like a bike gang is like depicted in like popular media they're actually like massive softies and like they're (laughs) you know obviously like really really tight-knit i'm thinking of like those bob's burgers episodes where um that biker gang they give birth in the in the restaurant and so then like the Belchers have this tie to this biker gang at all times. And Louise, of course, absolutely abuses it. <laughs> um, but yes, no, it is a fascinating one. Do you find it hard to kind of, I don't know, people look at you and go, oh, you've got such a varied spot of interest. So you can't, as you said, you go quite deep with all of them. But like people assume that you can't go deep with your interests and then you, that you've only got a surface level interest. Maybe like I haven't gotten that direct feedback, I think, but I think it is a almost a, I've never thought of it this way before, but I think it's almost like a living in a constant state of, um, what do they call that? Like imposter syndrome almost Mm -hmm. like, and, and I don't want it to be like, I don't want this whole episode to sound like I don't know who I am like I, I'm I'm pretty I'm, pr- I'm pretty comfortable in who I am and the stuff that I like and I like what I yeah. like um but where it gets wonky for me is trying to be a creator within it because you're expected yeah. to be like so passionate about this one thing or or um so vested in this one thing that you can't possibly have other interests can you like, this is who you mm. are. You're supposed to be the foremost expert on this one thing if you dare get in front of a microphone. Like, I don't want to hear that you like something else. That's, like, that's not okay. You're not a human being. You're a content creator. Yeah. Like, tell me the thing I want to hear about because that's the thing that's most important to me. It better be the thing that's most important to you too. <laughs> it's a weird trapping of content creation that I've definitely noticed as well. One of those, like, weird things where, you know, you are a content creator and part of content creation is having enough variety that if something doesn't work out or, you know, you get bored of... You've got enough variety to to not get bored, but then also still be so incredibly consistent with you know, what you say and do that it almost come, it almost becomes comedic in a sense where you, you know, are trying not to go too narrow, but you also got to try to, you know, be narrow enough that you've got to keep people engaged. And I've watched so many comedians or other people who have gotten, you know, 
relative fame through their social media or something really struggle with trying to keep a variety that keeps them engaged and interested for a really long stretch of time. Like, for me, this podcast is just enough variety for me to keep investing in it. And, you know, it's hence why it's been running for, you know, just over two years or two and a half years now. But, like, you aren't, like, going to be able to do that in perpetuity um, unless you have that variety. And some people who do... I don't know, their, their fame kind of explodes. They forget that they do need that variety for the long term. No, I think I think that's true. And I think that's uh, I think that's one thing that your format probably lends itself to. You get to you get to talk to people about varying things and that's sort of what your niche is. You mm. know what I mean? But you get to do it in that it's interview style podcasting right like it's yeah you know so it doesn't tie you to a specific genre i guess you could say or like a specific topic um so you get to you do i think it's smart that you get to kind of bring on anyone that you think is interesting and i'm going to pretend that that's why you asked me to come on that's just for me (laughs) Zach, you're interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but I think it would lend itself to giving you the freedom, I think, with your audience to talk about different, you ha- have different types of discussions each time as long as you're staying within that vein of like what you feel is interesting for the, you know, for the, for the adulting angle, you know, the, the younger adults trying to figure out the world kind of thing. And yeah. And I think that's, I think that is a super effective way of giving yourself that variety. But I also think that it sounds to me personally, absolutely exhausting. (laughs) I can't imagine having to try to find interesting people to talk to every week about interesting topics that you like, that you feel like your audience is going to like, like that process sounds absolutely exhausting to me and i commend you (laughs) i've had my rough patches um don't get me wrong like there have been points i i think this is the greatest part about being a part of a network as well is that i've had points where like things have fallen um uh fallen apart and have got like i you know i have like an impending point where I don't actually have any more guests and I am creatively not in the mood. And I think this is the other thing, the consistency of a podcast as opposed to general social media or even just like your general interests day to day means that like, you've got to be interested in in what you're doing the whole time, which sucks (laughs) sometimes there are, you know, for the next, and this is the other thing, you know, we're recording this now. This will be, once this is recorded, the fourth podcast that, it, you know, has been pre-recorded for the next month. And I'm trying to keep a month ahead. But to keep, you know, that that allows me to be able to go, you know, the next two weekends, I'm not at home and I can kind of edit on the road. But I, you know... That means I've had to be super prepared and be reaching out to people and people be getting back to me in the luck of the draw. And I always get to the end of a season and I'm like, oh, fucking hell, like, this is... I I'm, I don't, I don't want to, like, reach out to too many more people because just in case they... I don't know, just in case they respond. And then I'm like, well, 
you know, I don't really want to extend my season beyond my cutoff point because there's a reason why I stop every year, you know, around the second to third week of December, like, uh, and, but then at the same time, I'm like, I'm getting on a roll. And it's the other thing, I kind of get into a good rhythm. And then I'm like, why should I stop? Should I just keep creating this in perpetuity? But I know for like, I don't know, it is a, and I'm sure you do the same as well with all, you know, your podcast and everything as well. I am, I am probably absolutely maddening to the guests of my podcast. Um, I acknowledge that. And I frequently tell them and remind them that I'm the worst because uh, I am a scheduling nightmare. Uh, I, because I not only do I have life, you know, going on, but I'm also a dad. Um, I've got a toddler yeah. running around and we have chaos, just utter chaos at all times in our lives. So I have a very like unscheduled recording schedule. And by that, I mean, I just run down here to the basement whenever I get like a free moment and I bust something out that I can bust out because I'm ready to go. And so I, yeah, I have people that I've been talking to about coming on the podcast for, I mean, literally like a year in some cases that haven't been on yet, but like we've been talking about it in like. Um, one with one, I'm actually, i I feel terrible because I actually had to cancel last time they were supposed to come on. Um, but they still agreed to, uh, come back, but it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm booking like so far out most of the time that we can't even put a date on it because like, it's so far away and nobody knows what their life is four months from now. I almost just like get people I almost have them just like in a queue of like, are you interested? Yes. All right. What are you interested mm-hmm. in? Like if it's the Harry Potter binge, what chapter of like the book that I'm in do you, do you like best that you want to talk about? Okay. When it comes time to get to that chapter, we will figure out a time to record. Uh, and, and I've got several people on that list um, that, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm so bad. And that's why my, my podcast also has gone through, uh, iterations of being a little bit guest heavy for a minute, then solo heavy for a minute and then guest heavy for a minute. Cause it's, it's kind of like flown with the patterns of, uh, of my life and ability to actually get a scheduled time to sit down and record with somebody. Because that's yeah. another thing I don't like if I commit to a day in time, like I'm going to make sure that I do that. Like I'm going to follow through for that person unless for whatever reason, I just absolutely cannot. And I think that's going to happen one time, uh, thankfully, but I just, I just don't commit to the time. It's also why I don't have a co-host, right? Like I, I'm like, I, I understand how difficult it would be to deal with me from a scheduling perspective. And like, I don't expect somebody else to be, inconvenienced in that way like (laughs) no way (laughs) and having those varied interests doesn't help either let's be very very honest no it doesn't it doesn't (laughs) because like even for me i would hate to have like a set time to record every week because it's just it's not possible for me i've Mm -hmm. got so much other things going on that like you know, Chris, I look at Christina and she records basically every week on basically the same day. 
plus or minus. The only time she ever really makes changes is for for us Australians when we're on um, <laughs> between Radio Mike and myself. And it's always just... I don't, it's fascinating. I'm like, I don't know how you can be so consistent. And then at the same time, you know, I'm sitting here recording at six o'clock in the morning before I go to work. But <laughs> then also, you know, record, you know, at any point in the morning, but also could negotiate the evening if it worked better for someone. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just all sorts of crazy. Um, and it's, you know, I look back over the, the times that I've recorded over the last few months and it's, it, yeah, it's massive. It is. It, it makes it hard. It also, and it, it also makes it hard to have those other interests as well. And that's what, that's where the varying interest comes in, comes back into play where it's like, you have to pick your favorite hobby, I guess you could say, or like favorite yeah. thing if you're going to give any time to any of them. And that's happened on my podcast before where I've had to either really like record myself ahead so that I could take a break from the podcast to like fulfill mm-hmm. any other interest that I had at that time. Um, or I don't feel like I got like today is today's a very, very odd day for me because I actually got to ride my motorcycle and record a podcast episode. Those two things don't happen in the same day for me. And I feel like my, I'm probably going to pay for it (laughs) after, (laughs) uh, after this because of something I'm neglecting that I should be doing, uh, around the house or whatever it is. But yeah, that kind of stuff. And I, I, I also like, I, I had to do that one time with, um, with, a a a little i was giving i was giving my nba nerddom a try from a content perspective because i had had reached a point of a little bit of burnout on the podcast to be honest uh and and i'd gotten myself ahead so that i had i had episodes that were like canned and and scheduled and ready to go and i would come Mm. down here and i would uh i tried my hand at doing some little like sketch comedy videos for nba fans uh, just yeah. for like social media and YouTube, mostly like short form stuff, like making fun of trades and uh, trade requests and uh, uh, parroting, parody, uh, parodying. Is that the right way to say that? I don't. I, I truly so. don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, like talking head debate sports debate shows or whatever, where I like would yeah. put a different shirt on and and. Uh, play a, another over the top silly character arguing virtually with myself uh, but it was it was a fun little project that I may uh, I may give another shot when in the NBA season rolls back around but it was like okay but if you're gonna do this the podcast isn't happening like the podcast is on ice you know the yeah you know the the Harley is collecting dust like it does there's and that's where, like I said, with a for content creation, you can't take everything, you can't take everything that you're interested in and put it all in one place because most people aren't going to share your diverse set of interests. And so, if you're starting to, especially if you're small like me, right? Like, yeah, us small creators trying to find an audience to grow and uh, and and nurture and and turn into a like a supportive community around the content that you're creating and the stuff yeah. that you're trying to entertain them with is like you. I totally understand the 
the art of niching down. Like there's a reason that they tell you to do it. Um, I work in the like digital marketing and I would tell a client the same thing in even in a business sense, right? Like you, you can't, you can grow to expand the audience that you have, but a startup doesn't just like come out of the gate as Walmart. So with stuff for everybody, right? Like they have their, their niche target audience that they really cater something to. And then once they reach a point where they can grow and expand their capabilities, they, that that's typically what businesses do too. Like we're, we're not, yeah, we're not that dissimilar, even though all we're trying to do is bring joy to somebody's day. We're not, I'm not selling some kind of, you know, how to book or, um, or consultancy yeah, exactly. through my podcast or anything like that. But, um, so like, I, I totally understand the niching down and that's why I've never just taken all of the stuff that I've been making for 15 years and thrown them like on the mm-hmm. same page. Like I've, I've had so many different social media accounts, like so many different pages, so many different names of stupid little things that I'm doing like that. Yeah. Because I know not to cross those audiences because as soon as I post an episode about like the upcoming Harry Potter TV show, why it's going to probably fail, but like, here's some fun things they could do if it doesn't. And yeah. Oh, here's a fun little sketch comedy video that only a small percentage of NBA fans are even going to understand because they're not as nerdy as me about it. Like, uh, oh, and here's this Sons of Anarchy video that I'm going to talk about because I love that show and I talk about it on the podcast. And hey, remember The yeah. Office? Like, <laughs> you, it's it's uh, impossible to cultivate a, a consistent audience that way. I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's it's giving ADHD vibes, to be honest. It, it really is. It really is. Um, I, but like at the same time, I think it does speak to the way we consume media as well. It doesn't, you know, just because you like a lot of things doesn't mean you can't enjoy them. Like you can't enjoy sure. them all equally. And I think that that's a really important aspect of part of our pop culture and our cultural zeitgeist is, you know, there is so much on offer that we shouldn't shut down the possibility of being a fan of more than one thing. You know, um, canonically, the a lot of people I'm friends with are big fans of Park and Rec, but also Bob's Burgers, but also, you know, really do enjoy a good Disney movie and, you know, and bits and pieces and even beyond that, you know. And I've... I, I always, I always f- felt very sympathetic to your, your podcast... Um, because it felt like something I would do because I didn't get to watch a lot of TV as a child. I didn't, you know, you know, Glee was not something I watched until I was, you know, out of high school. Still never um, seen it. And um, <laughs> good. I think you would have some hot takes on it. Um, <laughs> it's, but like, you know, I've only started really getting into pop culture well, and especially 2000s and 2010s pop culture now. And I'm like, I feel like I'm 10 years behind because, you know, what everyone's watching now, I'm like, I just can't. I'm still stuck in that, like, 2010s kind of craziness. 
um, that was TV, especially back then. Um, and we've, you know, I've got to move myself through that before I can get to, you know, what, what's big nowadays. No, I'm with you. I, I have not seen anything that is currently considered popular and good. Just like yeah. I hadn't seen the stuff that I'm covering now back when it was popular and good. And, and that was, that was always the concept of the podcast that I, that I gravitated towards. Cause I did feel like it gave me some leeway to explore different series that I do enjoy and even, and even tackle some that I've never seen. I absolutely want to cover a series like in real time for the first time on the podcast yeah. not just stuff that I was late to but like have seen now and I love it like uh, I I really do want to get into at least one series here hopefully very soon in which I'm consuming it for the first time right then and there mm. and giving like my actual reactions cuz then I get to do the like stupid predictions I'm an idiot let's make fun of me the whole time that I'm trying to watch this and and learn how it's going to unfold and and predict the things that are going to come out and um yeah. and say who I like before I know why they're terrible people or whatever it is uh, about that show um that really I I really look forward to I'm I'm considering possibly books too but um more than likely it would be a TV show first um I feel yeah. like there's I feel like the barrier of entry might be a little bit lower for me to watch a like watch a show and and talk about it as opposed to committing to like a book series uh that's a pretty daunting task yeah so uh yeah but that's that is the it is the concept i did think that it was going to give me some some leeway to vary up what i uh what media i'm jumping into but i am finding uh, again that it is it's even tougher to navigate within the the series series plurals that i choose Mm. because i've chosen to this point very very different ones yeah Uh, and and find i what has been very interesting about it uh, for me, and honestly, fulfilling though, uh, is one I can see in the download numbers and the behavior of the like where I'm getting play. Uh, the The audience is still small enough that I like it is very clear <laughs> in the data. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because small um, small differences are glaring in the numbers. Uh, I can tell that I am reaching different people in the different series that I'm talking about with those episodes based on um, just the numbers and and also like where they're listening. For instance, uh, Harry Potter, the vast majority of my audience is listening on Spotify. Sons of Anarchy, the vast majority of my audience is listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, with The Office, uh, and I've done fewer of those episodes, but I have gotten through season one uh, and kind of wrapped that up. But that has as much listenership on YouTube as it does on podcasting platforms for me. Yeah. And so it's like I can clearly see that these are different people. But within that, 
the the small like I guess you could say the community part of the podcast that's kind of slowly building a little bit is I know that I have people that are either uh, listening to all of the series that I'm covering. Um, apparently they're just glutton for punishment and hearing my voice a a lot or, Mm. um, with very small cases, they're trying something new along the way because they, yeah, they got into me because of the like Harry Potter binge and they've never watched sons of anarchy and they're watching it now uh, so that they can keep listening along with the podcast. And like, so yeah. For me, that part's like really fulfilling and cool to see. Um, but I also know that there is a portion of my audience that feels alienated uh, in that they either came around because of one thing and they don't want it, they're not interested in hearing me talk about another series that uh, that I'm interested in or uh, they don't like that they have to like almost like sift through the feed to find it. Like I label stuff very clearly. It literally says <laughs> Harry Potter title of episode sons of anarchy title of episode the office title of episode like through the feed like you'll you'll find that all Mm. the way down to um at at least until you get down to the point where uh it's there are more than one um some of the old harry potter episodes uh just have harry potter somewhere in the title but i i've tried to keep it very clear and easy for people uh, on the feed but it it is a it's a it's been an interesting um thought exercise and I, w- I would be lying if I said that it hasn't influenced the future series that I try to incorporate into the podcast and whether I even um, continue in the way that I'm going I've considered um, I've considered a few different updates just based off of like what I'm seeing my mm. audience do and react to uh, and and potentially adjusting what my original plan was for the podcast to uh, maybe to try to cater more to that core uh, as much as I can while still trying to like, you know, build and and keep everything fresh and also interesting for me because I got to make this stuff, you know, and (laughs) most of the time it's me sitting down here talking to myself. So I, I, I better be interested in it. Otherwise, how will anybody else be? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it it is such a hard thing to be on top of as well. It's like for sure, you know, part of you wants to react to the numbers. The other part of you, for consistency' sake, wants to keep on going with what you're doing for a little while longer. And at what point do you just keep going? Um, (laughs) It's kind of yeah. It's a hard balance to get. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like for for those that are like us. doing this solo like we're you're a part of a network but this is your podcast right like like you have a constant resource and support but the work is yours right like you're you're the host you're the editor you're the social media manager you are the strategist you are the uh the journalist you are literally the business of this podcast that you have um same as yours truly over here we're 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 doing solo um solo endeavors in this space and it can make it i think that puts us in a weird spot if we to potentially overreact to 
things mm-hmm. uh, in like the audience and into feedback that we get. Like, cause we don't have yeah. a co-host or something to say it to and have a laugh about it or whatever, or like, Hey, you know, fuck that person or, or whatever. You know what I mean? If, if you get yeah. a troll, which I certainly have, uh, I've, I've been roasted on social media a couple of times, to be honest, but, um, yeah. but it's, it's a, uh, it does, it does make it almost like hypersensitive to it. I don't know if you are, but I, like I am, I, I see a, I see a negative comment on like a, a TikTok video or an Instagram reel or something to, to whatever I'm, I'm doing. And I'm, I'm considering changing my entire podcast strategy and my entire social media strategy because one person said something negative yeah. on, on that post. It must be terrible. Like, why would I be doing this? This is so crazy. Uh, and, and there's no one cooler heads come in the form of me sleeping on it as opposed to yeah. like bouncing it off of a co-host or a, uh, or a network probably. I'm sure that you've had those moments where you've reached out to them to just be like, talk me off the ledge kind of, um, Oh like, yeah. Conversations. 100%. Yeah. I think also the other great part about like having other people around is that, you know, there's someone to relate with your very specific struggle as well. I find even editing, like I use a different software to the rest of the network to edit at this point in time. And we use a variety of software that, you know, Christina is, I believe on audition at this point in time and bits and pieces. And I have my gripes with Reaper. Um, It's a great software. Um, It's what I use to edit this podcast. It's a great little piece of kit that you can kind of use for free in perpetuity. Um, Reaper, hope you're not listening to this. Please keep let me keep using your <laughs> lovely, lovely app. Because um, uh, theoretically, you need a license for it. But if you tell them that you're still evaluating, it'll let you keep going. Um, and it's always... Like, sometimes, even then, or some very Australian thing will happen, and I'll go, to sit there and explain exactly what's going on while, you know... Or, or I'll have, like, a panic at, like two o'clock in the afternoon, which is the equivalent of midnight Eastern time in the States. And I'm like, well, I've got to have this panic by myself now because there's no one else to hear to like, <laughs> you know, react immediately. And I don't necessarily want to weigh people down by them waking up to me panicking. So <laughs> I just try to like keep my head down sometimes. It's, you know, it uh, it is it's very lonely being your own host as well. It can be because you also like, you get that moment, at least I do, and I think anybody that's actually effectively doing it, right? Like, I'm, I'm, this isn't a, a woe is me type of a comment, but you do, as you're, as you're talking into the void by yourself in the middle of the night in your basement, mm. waiting on the ghosts to get you, you are also wondering, like, is this good? Does anybody give a shit? what I'm saying right now, like why I I have those, I have actually, there was one time I was, I was in it, right? Like I I was in that kind of like, I was kind of in that mental state with, with where I was with the podcast and stuff. And I sat down and I was recording an episode and I wasn't, it wasn't good. Like my delivery was off. I wasn't like my cadence was off. And in the back of my head, as I'm trying to push through it and record an episode, I'm going, who the fuck cares? Like, why do you think 
that anybody gives a shit what you have to say on this topic. I had to just shut it down. Like I, I, I hit stop. I closed my laptop and I went back upstairs and I was like, we're just going to do this another day because there was no, you get, if you get into that space, if you get into that space with a co-host, you can be like, I'm just like, I'm struggling with it today. They can carry you or they can, yeah. p- they can pick you up. They can lift your spirits up and be like, Hey, remember why we started this? Like, remember why mm. we're doing this in the first place. If nothing else, like so many podcasts, I think that are, um, success. I recently, and again, it's the point where we're uh, recording this. You're probably going to have several episodes come out uh, between recording this and when it actually posts. But the latest one that uh, you released with the "Well, I laughed" people, yeah, right. Like their whole premise was like, we're just having a conversation. We're best friends. Like this brings us joy. This this makes us happy, and we just happen to be kind of like recording it and sharing it. Yeah, and I think a lot of successful podcasts that are that are co-hosted, you know, are are a lot like that. And I I think that's probably a very good um, support system when you get into those doldrums mm-hmm. and and us flying solo. When we get into those doldrums, we kind of just gotta like get out of it. <laughs> yes, yeah, we've got to snap ourselves out. There's no, you know, there's no one else. I don't know. It, it it's fascinating because. Of, of all things, we're we're recording on a release day, which means in a couple of hours' time, I've got to put a podcast out um, that's only half edited. Uh, lucky me! Um, but <laughs> shut up, Zach. Um, I need to get to editing. We need to end this conversation <laughs> right now. I got shit to do. We're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna sit in silence for the next ten minutes. Um, but uh, it's a I've almost been jealous because the other podcast that's coming out is the episode with sort of kind of funny. Um, and I put these two back to back on purpose just because they're very similar in vibes and hope and they kind of bounce off each other. And the three podcasts, Content and Capable, Sort of Kind of Funny and Well I Laughed, have all um, kind of been, we've all been guested. They've both guested on mine. Well I Laughed guested on Sort of Kind of Funny. Um, and unfortunately, Grant and Meyer, who run Well I Laughed, are in Europe at the moment. Um, <laughs> so, um, so they're, uh, but like, we've had conversations about, you know, um, about guesting and bits and pieces. Uh, and the two, those two groups, they're both, you know, one's a brother and sister, one are two good friends, um, have been excellent guests, a really lovely guests to have. Um, and I was almost, well, I was jealous, let's be honest. Yeah. That, like, there is, you can do a podcast like that, where you sit at the kitchen table or for, you know, uh, sort of kind of funny, you know, sit on a Zoom call and just riff off what's, you know, what's going on, what story you have in front of you, um, which I love, but I never created like the podcast I'm with is content and capable. And I've got to understand that this is in the end, what I really love doing. Mm-hmm. The problem being is that I look at, you know, a partnership like that and I go, sometimes I wish I didn't have such varied interests and I could just focus on one thing, like, like those podcasts and just like keep running it in that direction, which isn't necessarily like you just isn't necessarily true. And it's a, um, you know, it, it is a, a hard reality and, a, and mm. a hard thing to kind of face your own jealousy and go, I've I've got to keep moving forward and I've got to understand that, you know, I'm mildly jealous, but 
the what what I'm doing right now works. Yeah, and that has honestly been the most rewarding thing about podcasting from a from this side, I think, of the microphone is the different relationships that I have gained from doing it with mm-hmm. other podcasters because I I st- I love going on other podcasts. I love doing this kind of, you know, these kind of conversations that are out of off of my feed I guess you could say um even though sometimes I do post them on my feed anyways uh you can you can hear our first conversation on my feed uh but uh but the uh the 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 relationships that I have built with other podcasters that I talk to regularly outside of podcast land granted we generally talk about things related to podcasting or related to uh, the the yeah. network that we're um that we're in but it still is a very like that's been really fulfilling for me just as a as a human to just like talk to those other humans and kind of like make those uh i guess you could i i i don't want to be um i, I don't want to be the weirdo that says like you know it, I, I made new friends because like you know they're but I, but I call them pod friends, right? Like, uh, yeah, and, yeah. And that's one thing too that I've struggled with in with the again the varying interests to bring this whole thing back around. Is if I were to, what if I did want to pivot the podcast and, um, like finish a series and be done mm. with that series and move on to the next series, like. All of those people that I talked to because of that series and that I like built relationships with because of that series, like would they have any reason to want to come back and like talk to me about something else for any other reason? Yeah. Because like their niche is that. Whereas I'm. Yeah, it is a, know, such a hard part of like. Yeah moving on and and changing like you've got to be very aware of the fact that you know not everyone's going to be interested in absolutely everything you're doing or every conversation you have and i don't know it sucks because you look aiming for success and at the same time you're not necessarily going to get it just by the nature of of what you're doing and it's the same with me here like it's not it's not a it's not an uncommon thing to have yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I see. Yeah. Um, well, we're getting towards the end of the episode. Um, first of all, <laughs> Zach, a massive thank you for coming on the podcast. I really, I always love um, a, re- a bit of a retrospective. And um, I've been looking, uh, looking at the schedule. We've had a lot of chaos, a lot of funny, um, uh, some more serious commentary and bits and pieces. Uh, but a bit of reflectiveness um, is is on the cards um, for these few weeks. Um, so as we head into October, release dates, man- editing magic, bits and pieces. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, uh, I'll give you one place to go uh, because it has access to all the other places that you can go uh, and that is the website belatedbinge.com it's got links to social and all my latest episodes it's got links to patreon and youtube and 
You can hear the episodes right there on the website. You can leave a voicemail. You can do lots and lots of things with this website um, that I would love for people to do. So go there and you can find however you might want to engage with me. You can find it through that. Belatedbinge.com I don't know why I felt like I needed to sing it. No, I love I love the web <laughs> like a an all in one website. Um, I'm a massive fan of that. Uh, of all things, I've been recently making sure I plug my own website, samobjournalist.com, <laughs> just because it's like if anyone wants to see what I do, like outside of the confines of this podcast, outside of my <laughs> crazy shenanigans, that's where you need to head because it's that that's like that's what I get up to uh, on a day to day basis. Lots of writing and lots of researching and talking to people which is part of this podcast but part i then have to sit and transcribe it all which is my least favorite part of uh, my job <laughs> um, <laughs> has there been anything that you've been reading or listening to that you wanted to plug um that is a really good question um be uh i guess i will because I, I know that we've got we're focusing kind of on um, on like books and uh, and things like that. We're kind of staying out of, uh, of yeah books and music and, work and, and stuff. Yeah. So um, this is this is interesting to me. I don't know how many of your listeners are going to find this interesting, um, but I've been so I have been covering the TV show Sons of Anarchy on my podcast, uh, which is like 10 years old right so i I feel like it's still (laughs) i feel like it's old enough that it's still like talk about a bull without disrespecting yeah uh you know um but one of the things that comes up in those conversations is how accurate was this depiction of this culture right of of that like that one percent biker lifestyle uh so i found myself interested and intrigued in going back in kind of like the the history of like one percent outlaw biker culture and trying to see where where the similarities are because there were a lot of there was a lot of influence from that world that was sanctioned through the show i won't mention specific club names on this podcast or anything um just in case there's any sensitivities for anyone um but there there were real life outlaw bikers that were a part of that show that helped to be that cultural um almost like culture police for them to make sure that they didn't veer so like outlandishly outside of what real life would be. Um, but I do find it interesting to, to kind of go back to the stuff that we, uh, that we have had. There's been, there's been lots of like, um, uh, club presidents and stuff like that, that have like written books or done, um, documentary style stuff. Or there's also been, uh, law enforcement, like ATF agents that have infiltrated clubs and written books about it and stuff like that. And I found myself um, interested in that, again, kind of like adjacent to the podcast of like, you know, how much of this is rooted in stuff that's actually happened and how much of this is, you know, Hollywood making things go boom. Um, and yeah. it's surprising how much, while it is sensationalized for the show Mm -hmm. a lot of it you you could say that the that a lot of the episodes and a lot of the events take 
that take place on that show in a sensational in sensationalized mm. manner are depicted from stuff that has really happened in this world in our lives right down the street from us like uh yeah by people who actually are are partaking and and so that's been really interesting to me there's been some um there's been some pretty decently uh popular ones of those that have uh come out um and i'm trying to pull up real quick any that i can spout off here real quick under and alone is one that i'm not um read myself yet but i imagine it's probably uh fairly interesting the one that i read most recently was vagos mongols and outlaws uh and it was about an informant that infiltrated those three clubs uh and they actually did that book was so well received that they did do like a um gangland series Mm. for tv about that book uh, and, and so I would, I would suggest the book if you have any interest at all in just like subculture stuff and like the, um, undercover type, uh, work it, there's some really fascinating, uh, fascinating yeah. stuff out there. Bikey gangs are a massive thing here in Australia. Um, are they? I vividly, yeah, vividly remember that outlaw of them in like 2011, because they get kind of like it, it's great in theory, but like they get in, often get involved in like drug trafficking and organize. They end up being organized crime units, basically. Um, and so they basically signed these really, and they were only very short lived, but these really prohibitive laws around like what kind of groups you could drive around in a motorbike with and bits mm-hmm. and pieces. There we're like trying to crack down on like crimes associated with motorbike groups. Um, and it was fascinating. Um, my dad, my dad, while not being a politics man himself was kind of, was around those, those upper echelons of politics, uh, including the governor of the state in which we were living in. And he got to hear some very interesting opinions from, some very legally minded people that were were ready to um, who who had very strong opinions on what was going on. So um, fascinating stuff. It's an absolutely around. fascinating subculture, and and the the juxtap like there are absolutely layers. And as somebody who rides a motorcycle, I'm and I'm mm. and I'm not affiliated with any um, any organizations at all. But there's, I mean, you can literally run the gamut of just the weekenders who like to throw on matching t-shirts and go for a ride. Um, some with more, um, organized roles and, um, and maybe have some insignias that if they're smart, they got permission to put on, uh, and and all the way up to what, you know, is the, the one percenter, AKA the 1% of society that's living outside of the law. But there's a lot of 99ers out there too, so it's uh, it's a really yeah. fascinating subculture and just kind of being uh, again a a small part of it in that I enjoy the um, I enjoy the camaraderie and I enjoy the activity of riding a motorcycle. But again, not affiliated with any of them. I do I do have a little bit of like a a, a vested like interest in the subculture. So I guess for me. 
um, it does, and it kind of goes hand in hand with the yeah. with the podcast and too. So it is, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, and, yeah, and driving motorbikes is obviously like it's a massive part of that. You know, uh, a massive part of you know just our culture in general, which I think is very fascinating. Um, awesome. Well, you can find me at sam journalist on Instagram and on TikTok. You can find me at samobjournalist.com if you want to have a look at some of my work. Uh, Always would love feedback if anyone ever gets around to reading it. You can see most of my radio stuff for free, um, uh, but the work I do uh, for print is behind a paywall. So don't... Ex- um, there is some stuff that's not behind a paywall, but like most, <laughs> the vast majority of work I do is... Yeah, is behind a paywall and it's... Um, but you can always read the summaries and... Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm sure if you ask the right questions to the right someone, they that person might be happy to give you a bit of a peek into exactly what I've been writing. Um, Speaking of pay- outlaws. Oh, either, <laughs> I find paywalls this funny part. Like, it's the way that we make money. Like, it's the way a mm-hmm. newspaper makes money. And I totally understand. Like, that is the business model. And I understand that like without people paying for the newspapers or paying for subscriptions i don't get paid like this newspaper doesn't exist without it but on the other hand i'm like this makes it incredibly hard when you're putting in awards applications or jobs um you you just don't get to be able to like really um really showcase your work and like look what i've done it's like yes look what i've done but you've got to pay for it you know, and it's only like a buck. Um, I think you can do a digital subscription for like a dollar a week, at least through my company, which is great. But it's like at the same time, it's another subscription that someone's paying for that, <laughs> you know, we already pay for so many subscriptions. Um, anyway, that is such is life. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to plug the book Jasper Jones. It's an Australian, I think I've plugged it before. It's an Australian book um, about. Um, this these kids in Vietnam War era Australia, which was probably, you know, World War One and World War Two were massive conflicts, but Vietnam, the Vietnam War shaped us more culturally, um, and 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 multiculturally as well than we give it credit for sometimes, uh, and uh, it's all about this indigenous kid who is accused of killing a girl. Uh, and uh, that is just the start of the book. There is so many more layers. There is commentary on racism back in the 60s. There's commentary on, um, you know, being a nerd in an otherwise sporting country town in a sporting nation um, and love and... Uh, abuse and, and, and all kinds of what you would expect from a 60s, like a, a novel set in the 60s, um, written with today's lens. So, you know, uh, so fascinating, a really good read, quite thrilling. It does take like 150 pages to kind of really get into a good rhythm, but um, I found like even the first page gets me every time. Nice. Um, awesome. Well, um, Zach, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been so lovely to chat with you again. No, thank you. 
Content and Capable was recorded, edited, and produced by Samuel O'Brien. You can follow the podcast at Content, the letter N, Capable on Instagram, and you can find it on Facebook. You can also send an email through to contentandcapablepod at gmail.com with any of your thoughts, queries, or concerns. The best way to support the podcast is to leave a review on your preferred podcatcher so more people can hear the podcast. The art was done by Opia, and the music was written, edited, and produced by Jason Hilton. Content and Capable is proud to be a part of the Deus Ex Media Network, where you can find a podcast for any of your nerdy interests. Hey folks, Alex and I have been traveling, so there's no new episode today, but don't worry. There'll be one on Friday, I promise. I will make that happen for you. Our schedule's been pretty crazy, and we haven't really had time to sit down to record The Great Divide, but I prepared this little trailer for you guys, and I hope you all like it. So, enjoy! Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago, the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you. Sitting there on a seal. Well, now look at back at me. I'm on a, on an even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his D20s. He's just like, I got this. A randomly breaking into song. <laughs> we'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made. One episode at a time. You can reach us at CabbageCast, which is our Twitter, or subscribe wherever you catch pod. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Thank you for listening to Content and Capable. Don't forget to rate and review, and we'll see you next week for another episode. Dave X Media.